Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Okay, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Was this episode four? Yeah, episode yeah. four, yeah. So thank you so much to both of you that tweeted about asking where the podcast was. <laughs> uh, we, you one, know, one of them was me. Yeah. <laughs> we said this before, a lot of people like to do a regular podcast. We only want listeners that have looked hard for this, and that's why we're going irregular and sporadic with this podcast. So. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm joined by uh, Rue Madge. Hello, Rue Madge. Hey, Ramesh. How you doing? Very well. Happy New Year. And to you. Up until what date are you allowed to say Happy New Year? Do you know? I'm not sure. See, oh, no, but I, I think it isn't the rule just when, when you've seen that person for the first time. Well, somebody else said this to me, but I think that's bullshit. Because so what if you, you, know? if you yeah. see someone for the first time in November, yeah. <laughs> you're making a dick of yourself, aren't you? Let's, let's do it. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. That's the rule now. Rue Madge <laughs> has spoken on it. Uh, how was your New Year, Rue Madge? Lovely. Had a little party. I hosted a party. Yeah, you mentioned mm. this before we started recording. Did I not invite I, you? No. No. Would you have come? Yeah, might have done. Mm. Oh, well. Was it on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Just hired a venue up the road from my house. You hired a venue? Mm. So how many people went? About 80. 80 people? Yeah. And I wasn't one of those people mm. that you invited? Out of 80 I think people. I did invite you on Facebook. No, you but, didn't. Oh, well. we'll, we'll Fa- but, uh, okay. Let's just... <laughs> no, I invited you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen. Um, right, in all seriousness, yeah. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Mm. Facebook invites don't obviously don't count, mate. Right, yeah. You're supposed to send an email or text. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I know for next year. No, fuck you. I'm not coming next year. <laughs> fuck you, mate. We started well. How was your, how was your uh, Christmas? It was good. I had a little year. party. Invited yeah. 85 people. <laughs> oh, fuck better than me. <laughs> uh, anyway, good. We've done the introductions. We're all caught up here, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. This is the bit where we introduce our guest. I am very excited to introduce our guest for today. It is the one and only Michael Payne. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. You How right? are you? Yeah, good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How's life treating you? So it's acceptable. Yeah, life's treating me good. Yeah. It's nice and really warm in here. It's too warm, isn't it? Yeah, I've got Let's a damp honest. brow. Michael, Michael has got this... What he's done, as soon as he's walked in... He's got himself like a little napkin and he's yeah. sort of dabbing his forehead. Yeah. It makes you look very sophisticated. This is a hip hop podcast after all, so I'm, I'm dabbing. I'm dabbing. What, I'm gentlemen? doing the very middle class dab. You it's, really, not, it's really it's good, man. I love it. I like it. Uh, now, listen, you, uh, uh, I'm a massive fan. Likewise, uh, sir. I'm a massive fan of yours. Uh, Blame Miss Barkley was my walk on music. Yeah. For well, it was for both my Edinburgh show, my last mm. Edinburgh show, and for my live at the Apollo. Mm. I regret it. I sort of feel like I've just said that just so that I can say I did live at the Apollo, but that's yeah. that's not the can we edit that we can edit yeah, we that. Yeah, we can get rid of it. No, leave it in. Why Mr. Payne writes in the way that he does. Some are genuinely intrigued, some are making a fuss. They just can't seem to figure it out so they can play. 
then they cut They feel the sting because he's gotta be creating a buzz There's no bitch behind these bars He doesn't bow in the showers And no impulse to keep him sweet He's acting sour to cowards While the flavour shuts him up He's found a way to sum shit up The end result Three sixteens to the power of hours uh, But I'm a massive I'm a huge fan Likewise, So thank sir. you so much for coming on No cheers for having me man It's, um, it's an honour You're a big hip hop fan right? I am uh, Are you still as into it as you always have been? Do you know what? I'd say no, only because I've got into so much more music now. So many different genres. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of spread myself a little more thinly now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and, and there's a lot of, there's, there is, you know, there really is a lot of sort of hip hop that I'm not really that interested in anymore. As, as hip hop's grown, yeah. there's, there's more choice now, isn't there? So I'd, yeah. I'd say no, to be perfectly honest. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's honest. What about you, Ray Madge? I'd, I'd, I'd like to repeat what he just said. I was, I was massively into it in the 90s. Why are we 90s. doing this podcast? Well, you said it changed your life. Yeah, but, it's supposed to be people that yeah, are into yeah. hip hop. You don't like hip hop anymore. No, I do, but I don't listen to it like as one genre only, like I did. Is it still back your favourite genre? Uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> guys! You are listening to. <laughs> I don't think you, you can are have listening a to. Genre. You are listening to. I just like music. No, you I'm are really listening to Rue Madge's last hip hop saved my life. <laughs> right, we are recording another one straight after this. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, okay, <laughs> you are listening to the penultimate. Of Rue Madge's Hip Hop Saved My Life. Right? Oh, no. It's unbelievable. So what is your favourite? Uh, hip Hop. Fuck off. <laughs> Are you into country? No. Are you into country, no. Michael? Mm, wouldn't say so on the whole. No, one or two songs maybe that I'd think, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Tell good stories. Achey Breaky Heart go down this country? Is that, um, I Billy, think, Billy, Billy Ray's Miley's, Miley's dad. <laughs> Miley's pups, yeah. <laughs> Should we not talk about hip hop today? <laughs> I just sort of think, I sort of think you saying that Achey Breaky Heart is your favourite country. It's like somebody going, yeah, I'm into hip hop. I like Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> it, it, that must be the equivalent. It's by it? default though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? My favourite one's Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, that's a big Jesus tune. <laughs> that's a big tune. That reminds me of school discos. <laughs> The police used I can't to do remember who discos the artist was. The police, as it not Sting's band. No, the Met police. You used to do school they discos. They were the DJs. They were the they were the DJs at our school discos. But hold on, why? No idea. I've never figured it out. But they were that a constable would come through and spin some tunes. And like we Cotton Eye Joe. Like Cotton Eye yeah. Joe. Would they be wearing like the police gear? Do you know what? Funnily enough, I can't remember. Right. That's the thing I can't remember. But I see, I reckon they probably were. Because otherwise, how would we... They, they could have been anyone just saying they were a policeman. Yeah. CID, maybe. You know what so I mean? what? Like a wearing the hat backwards. <laughs> Which looks the <laughs> same as wearing it forwards. <laughs> Did you go Especially the tit-head one. Did you go to a rough school? <laughs> Not well, No, do you know what? We used, to, we used to pass Ofsted examinations with like flying colours and... Yeah. Um... I wouldn't it, say it was a rough school. It was a Hackney primary school. Okay. So it had its, it had its. Uh, there was there was the school opposite us, De Beauvoir Primary School. Yeah. That was rough. That was a rough. Hold school. on, De Beauvoir. Yeah. But that sounds like it sounds posh as fuck, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I live in I live I I live in, on an estate called uh, De Beauvoir. Well, I live across the road from, but I used to sort of hang around in this estate. The whole it's it's like an area in the corner of Hackney. Um, and like it's just right by Shoreditch and Hoxton and that and it sounds really posh and there are there's a de I live next door to a deli now do you know what I mean gentrification yeah, yeah. is rife yeah. but it's been it's had a posh name before it was posh you're talking about gentrification yeah 
I really would like to get your opinion on the cereal cafe. You know the cereal cafe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I actually know one of the owners. Right. I met him. Yeah. Um, one of the twins. I, I actually w- felt really sorry for him when these this like angry oh, mob protest, tried to yeah. firebomb yeah. the cereal yeah. killer cafe. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I, I expressed that to him. I was like, look, gentrification has its pros and cons. That's That's how I see it, man. Like... My rent goes up all the fucking time, man. It's yeah. it's annoying, but um, at the same time, there's there's a lot more to do now in the borough. The borough looks a lot, you know, especially my area. It looks a lot nicer. Um, mm. So many more facilities. The the infrastructure's changed. Um, yeah, like I said, the 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 cons are the fact that you know prices go up, man. But prices go up in life anyway. Do you know? <laughs> but what I mean? you know, but the thing is, I, I know prices go up, but but the other, thing, you know, with regards to that cereal cafe. Mm. You know, people are saying it's so expensive to buy a bowl of cereal or whatever, but that is not, we're not talking about, that's not a life or death decision. That's the thing, yeah, they yeah. don't buy like, the like, bowl you know, of cereal. Not, yeah, it's not people going, Jesus you, Christ, you can't even get a bowl of cereal around here, man. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. You know, do you know how many people are struggling to even get a bowl of Captain Crunch? Like, it's not, that's not what it's about. So, like, exactly. when Channel 4 News, like, doorstepped it, yeah. and when do you think it's disgusting? Mm. That you're selling, no, like, mm. these people, there are cereal nutters. That want like lucky char- exclusive lucky charms exactly. and like toffee bits in or whatever. They're not just, so they're selling, just, they're not just selling like cornflakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like mornflake or whatever. Yeah, like some yeah. boring our cereal. Yeah, yeah. And the fact of the matter is, on that token, if you're gonna if you're gonna go at c- cereal killer for selling a bowl of cereal for more expensive than you can buy a box of cereal, yeah. then you might as well go after every restaurant for selling a chicken fillet yeah, yeah, in some yeah. sauce <laughs> for more than you're going to be able to buy four chicken fillets yeah, yeah. from Sainsbury's. Exactly. Do you know Let's what I mean? It. Yeah. And it's not like you can't, it's not like Serial Killer went in and went, we're shutting down all the supermarkets. Yeah. You can still just buy regular price cereal and milk if you want to. Do you know what I mean? They haven't forced out Tesco. It's true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the price of that hasn't, uh, like, you know, Kellogg's haven't come through and go, we've got to compete yeah. now. Yeah. So a box, a bowl of cereal, and uh, a box of cereal <laughs> yeah. is now 60 quid. Under immense pressure from one cafe in Shoreditch, Sainsbury's has had to increase the price across all the cereals. Exactly. You know Never going to happen. <laughs> Hey, man, what's your favourite hip-hop album? Okay, uh, Michael, listen, uh, we've got, I've got a series of questions to ask mm-hmm. you. Uh, the first one is, I wish I'd linked to that better. <laughs> you're supposed to, I think if you're doing a proper interview, you're supposed yeah. to just get into it, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I was supposed to seg from that... Um, the cereal. Cereal, hold on, let me try it again. Talking, so, of, talking of cereal. Cereal uh, Killer Cafe. I think my favourite cereal is probably fruit and fibre. Speaking of favourites, Michael, <laughs> what would you say is nice. your favourite... Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your favourite hip-hop album of all time? I know it's a difficult question, but we ask everyone. Yeah. Um, I say uh, we ask everyone, we've asked the three people before. Yeah, yeah that's everyone. That's 100% of the yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I would say... It, it, it's probably, yeah, I'd say Ready to Die. Ready to die? Big, yeah. Really? Yeah. Put it to your headpiece. Put it the chamber. The safe thing is off. Release straight at your dome. Holmes, I want to see cabbage. Ziggy Small the Savage. Doing your brain cells much damage. Ready to die. It's one of the only albums. No, 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 no. I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with the Slim Shady LP. Okay. It's, 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 it's tough between those two. So those would be your top two. So yeah. we can talk about both of them. So yeah. tell me, talk to me about Ready to Die. Why do you like that so much? Ready to Die, I think it, was, it wasn't even the first hip-hop album that I heard. But again, it was the first... It was the first hip hop album that I played through all mm. the way to the be- from beginning to end, and thought this is this is amazing. I didn't just yeah. pick, 
you know, like one or two tunes that I'd like to singles and thought, all right, I might as well get the album. I heard that before I heard any sort of singles or anything. Yeah. Um, instantly loved it. Do you know what I mean? And it was, I, I don't have any brothers. I've just got um, four sisters. And, yeah. um, I've got an older sister who, she was such a big influence on my sort of music listening habits that it, she got ready to die. So I got ready to die. Right, right, if you right. get what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, I, it's, it, there's so much history in it, you know. Um, it really, it really kind of put me onto that wholesome East Coast hip hop sound mm. that was coming through at that time. But then, and at the same time, it got me into other people. Like Biggie got me into Jay Z. He yeah. got me into Nas. Do you know what I mean? He got me into Busta Rhymes. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think yeah, Ready to Die for so many reasons. I love Ready to Die. Yeah, Ready to Die. Yeah. It's incredible. It's it's so good. You know, what I liked about Biggie. First of all, is when I, I I was a really fat kid, and I've got a lazy eye, and then Biggie was fat and had a lazy eye. Amazing! And I just thought, oh my god, connection. The <laughs> only difference between us is I don't have any of his talent. <laughs> Do you know? What I mean? But 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 besides that, this is incredible. Yeah. So I connected with him straight away. But that album was so it went. It was a massive album, but yeah. it was so raw, like yeah. the beats on it and exactly. his style and everything. Yeah was really obviously like everybody loves juicy or whatever you know yeah. the aspirational the aspirational thing yeah like everyone's like birthdays were the worst days birthdays was the worst days now we sip champagne when we thirsty you know, we sip champagne when we thirsty <laughs> yeah. no you don't mate you sip water when you're thirsty <laughs> nobody's going like, oh, I'm parched oh, I'm absolutely parched I'd love to dry my mouth do you fancy a Dom P <laughs> <laughs> Got some verb clink. Absolutely. Nothing more thirst quenching than some champagne. Mm. <laughs> after running, after running five kilometres, just necking a bottle. That at the Olympics. <laughs> and also, I would also argue that birthdays weren't the worst days. I mean, all of the days might have been shit, but it wouldn't have been particularly shit on your birthday, would it? Like, why, would, why were they the worst day? Because well, you never got any presents. I guess yeah, so. I think it was the yeah. But that's just because yeah. you're raising your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You should have thought about the last birthday. Yeah, exactly. Mm. What happened last year? I know, I got fuck all. Exactly. I don't, don't, a load don't of champagne. expect anything and it'll be a normal day. You know what? Just, mm. just to be able to sip some champagne when I'm thirsty. <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> would be incredible. <laughs> you know, and who was he calling that his phone bill was two G's flat. I oh, know. Every month. Yeah. No need to worry though. He should have got account, a better deal. His accountant handles that. Accountant handles that. So what <laughs> <You> does <laughs> Very good. This is the thing. Technically, Biggie, you handle that. You're paying the phone I know. bill. His accountant is not yeah. paying the phone bill. If anything, mate, you've got a big phone bill and then you're paying extra for someone to deal <laughs> with it. I mean, to <laughs> you tell are, that you've got a big a, phone You're bill. leaking a lot of revenue here, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Biggie was a legend and I love Biggie, right? And one of my favourites and I think the album's great. I remember being slightly disappointed with the Big Papa sort of remix that came out. J j like, yeah. Like, because on the album, that track is, like, dirty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really... And then when the single came out, I was like, holy shit, they released it as a single. And then I it heard it. completely different. And I was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is like some... This is like, I was like, is this featuring Brandy? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it was so, do you know what was, I mean? I think that was all Puffy's doing. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen Notorious? The, uh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you kind of, when you see why and how they made Juicy, yeah. you realise that any kind of, um, any move to kind of propel Biggie into the mainstream yeah. was so carefully thought out yeah. by Puffy, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you went, watching that, watching that film, 
you kind of realise why Suge Knight made that speech at the Soul Train yeah, Awards yeah. in it about you know what yeah um, what is it your if producer you're just, or your manager all, all in the videos, videos. Yeah, and yeah. that was Diddy just everywhere yeah. do you know what I mean like so but the fact of the matter is Juicy was a genius move yeah, yeah. an mm. absolute like it was a stroke of genius to, to make the whole because the whole album is 90% raw yeah, yeah do you know what I mean um, from warning to yeah. um, to the what do you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. like it's, a, it's an amazing like just it's a gangster rap album yeah. it's, it's hard as hell but then Juicy just kind of provides that sort of uh, yeah relief. it was both it was it's catchy mm. but also that aspiration that sort of uh, you know rags to riches kind yeah. of theme of it I mm. think exactly. connected with so many pieces exactly. didn't it exactly and then like but then what my issue not my issue what that led to is loads of people doing tunes in that style. Yep. But mm. they just did the riches bit and forgot yeah. to do the rags bit. Do you, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, of so course. that yeah, story true. is endearing when you talk about how you came from nothing yeah. to something. Yeah. It's not endearing if you're just talking a load of shit how about what you've got now. People cut that bit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know exactly. I mean? they kind of, they, 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 they feel like they refined it, I reckon. Yeah. But they, they just they made it worse if yeah yeah definitely they made it a lot more it's sort of a crass. bit like how NWA like NWA Straight Out Compton mm. such an influential album but I would argue the legacy of that album was actually bad in, yeah. in terms of like so many copycat records came out that yep. didn't that weren't that rebellious record it was just like let's just be misogynistic yeah, and offensive just for the hell of it yeah, do you know what I mean of course mm. but yeah course. that's a great record what did you think of Biggie's subsequent stuff like Life After Death did you like that album? Life After Death for me isn't a playthrough album I'm no I totally to agree man I'm not gonna lie it's not um, and neither is Born Again yeah what do you think he'd be doing now if he was if he's still around? That's, think, a, like, that's a really good question you know um, do, like people always ask do, would he still be revered as the well, what, best rapper of all time and yeah, the t- I think the two things people say is is one that, and also would Jay Z be as big as he is if Biggie was still around? Yeah, you know, because take, yeah. there's this argument that some people put forward that Jay Z sort of thrived. Yeah, from the, in the space that Biggie left behind. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The thing is, I'm judging Biggie over like two albums, right? And yeah. Jay Z's got a much bigger back catalogue. Yeah, so it's unf- actually it's an unfair comparison. You got no idea what Biggie would have gone on to do. But like, I thought Biggie was amazing, but. Jay Z, whatever you think, even if you put his his music to one side, and his 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 track listing is incredible. Yeah, his business now is insane. Mm. Right? Like, and I just don't think Biggie had that. Yeah. Even yeah. Like, it's true. Yeah, everything he's touched has turned touched has turned to gold. Yeah. Without sort of um, spouting cliches, he's he's gone into the the, the food and beverages industry. He's gone into like hospitality. He's gone into even like you know helping Barack Obama get into the White House. That is a is a huge, huge thing. And and to be able to rap about that type of thing and to do it so eloquently and do it so skillfully, I think that's what makes Jay-Z now pr- arguably the best rapper of all time. Yeah. Not just his skills, but the things he can truthfully rap about. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It gives him so much more. Right. Eminem, for me, is still the technically the, 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 the most technically gifted MC of all time. I, I listen to... Um, I listened to his first two albums, Marshall Mavis LP, Slim Shady LP, yeah. and I genuinely can't listen to rap for the rest of the day. It's like, that's it for rap now. <laughs> let's, let's, let's listen to Cotton Eye John. Hunter and Western again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I can't. I can't. Listen Michael, to that. you just got achy, breaky heart. Yeah, and, 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 and Joe on, on repeat on rotation. Yeah, yeah. Straight. Yeah. All those to. plays on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Maybe almost... Biggie would have done a sort of guest rap on one of those tunes. Baby, baby, hearts away, breaky, breaky. Can't believe it. We can make that work. <laughs> Paul Puffy's probably got. Yeah, he's probably yeah, got some achy breaky. We miss saying jokes. You know, let's make him line dance. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so talking of Eminem, Slim Shady LP, is mm. that is that your favourite? Because you said you named that, yeah. so you prefer that to Marshall Mathers LP? Yeah, I think so. I think he just kind of lets loose um, so much on that. But yeah, there are some absolute gems on Marshall Mathers. I, I personally wish Marshall Mathers, the Marshall Mathers LP and Slim Shady LP were one album, like a double, uh, you know, two disc album, yeah. mm. just showing kind of two personas you yeah. know but um i think yeah slim shady just pips um marshall mavis to the uh, post uh, slim shady feels more of a straight sort of hip-hop bangers album yeah. than marshall mm. mavis i think marshall mavis is a great album mm. but you can see there is one eye on the commercial market of maybe course. in a way that there wasn't on the slim shady mm. i'm sure there was on the slim shady LP, but it wasn't as obvious as yeah. it was on marshall mavis of course the concepts that that dude has incredible yeah. just insane that's man. the see that's why i said yeah he he's he's the yeah M, like as an mc just as an mc you yeah. know um just the greatest to ever do it i think technically he's amazing yeah he uh like guilty conscience is like st- the whole idea of stan mm. like i just think yeah. as a concept whatever you think of the execution i think the execution is great but yeah Whatever you think of the execution, the idea of having it, you know, that back to forth, yeah. whatever, it's mm. just so and, good, man. And being, and being, um, and getting to the stage where you can actually release something like that as a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's what, and it's one of your most successful singles of all time. Like that alone is absolutely incredible. And I know people have done really subversive songs in the past, you know, and 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 had massive success with them, like, uh, you know, namely the Police and uh, I'll Be Watching You. Yeah. Um, but Eminem was blatant about it. Yeah. This is about a crazed fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's going to kill himself and his <laughs> pregnant baby mother. Yeah. He's in the boot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That, yeah. to, to have the, the balls to do that alone, um, 
is just yeah incredible. I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even got the underground that you did with Scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like the you did with Rockets too. That was bad. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back, just a chat. Truly yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. Did he buy all of his albums or did he go? Because I went off him after Marshall. Yeah, Mavis, lost so interest after. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, what was what was the one after Marshall Mavis? Was it? Um, see, I don't even know. That's the thing. Was it? Uh, <laughs> was it Eminem what? show? Or was it Encore? I think it was Eminem show. I think yeah. Encore. Was... Yeah, obviously Encore. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what came? What came first? Was it finale or the beginning? <laughs> 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 I think I think um, Eminem got rich in it, and yeah. people started to people because the the same the, it's for the same reason that I went off Fifty Cent for reason yeah for, uh, you know because he uh, when you know Get Rich or Die Trying even you know the all the, all the mixtapes and uh, albums he dropped before that um, like Fifty Cent is the Future Guess Who's Back he was still on the streets yeah you know doing what he was doing. Getting shot helped him out a lot, didn't it? Exactly. It, it, you know, that his integrity was intact. Yeah, right yeah. There. you know, it's like this guy's been shot nine times, or what, however many times he was shot. Right, gangster. Do you know what I mean? And it made it credible. Yeah. But then, when he was a multi, multi millionaire with his own record label, and then he was still saying he was out of town selling drugs, I was like, dude, your face is a bit too recognisable. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I'd what I mean? Love like, it. Isn't that Fifty Cent selling dude, selling cocoa? <laughs> That is Isn't that if you said on the corner? Yeah, with Den- the dog he's boys. denying it. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's and like... also, what kind of deal are you getting? What return are you getting on album sales if you're still having to like <laughs> knock out a couple of bags on the street? Like, <laughs> what did you think of Marshall Mathers LP two? MMLP two. I listened to that in New York at like a record store. Did you go out specifically to listen to it? Just, no, I, I went out specifically to buy sneakers. <laughs> Did we, you? Yeah, we were at... We oh, were you're at, a sneakerhead, right? I'm a massive sneakerhead, yeah. So yeah. I was on my way to Flight Club and right. um, we, we passed through this store. I listened to it, didn't buy it. Really? Yeah. Piss off. Honestly. Why? Just, Just didn't, didn't want it. <laughs> moved on. Yeah, I've, yeah, that's it. I mm. think that's what it is. I feel like I've Fuck. kind of moved on. Wow. I, I, there was such a massive gap between all of the like I said I only own Marshall Mathers and Slim Shady yeah. as far as Eminem yeah. albums go there was too big a gap right do you know what I mean I to, I'd lost thought, interest you know I had lost interest you've lost me mate <laughs> yeah you've done <laughs> well, yeah you've done it I waited for you I waited for you I waited for you through Eminem show I waited yeah. for you through Encore yeah. and you just kept collaborating with Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> When you're done, mate. <laughs> you finished, yeah? You finished? <laughs> Get off the pills. <laughs> yeah? Eminem, Eminem only needed to release two albums and yeah. could have gone down as the greatest. And then That's imagine if he'd have done that because he probably made enough money off those two records. I personally right? think so. Then Bowed do out. 8 Mile Yeah. and then go, thanks, guys. I went, to see him at, um, I went to see him at one of his Wembley shows. Yeah. Um, How was that? It was wicked. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was so happy. <laughs> that show, I heard the shows were good. What I got a bit tired of was everyone banging on about how incredible it was that he did Rap God live. Like you know I mean? that, That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. The, the songs that got the biggest response were the earlier songs. Really? Like, mm. My name is. Yeah, yeah. I was going mad. Word right. for word. Everyone. There was like there was like a like a 50-year-old woman sitting next to me rapping every word. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my name is probably like Stan went down really well. Yeah. Like I said, it was the it was the earlier material. How you're? I mean, you're an artist, music artist, right? If you do, you think if you had that, you know, you'd done that many albums, and then you came out and did a live show, and everyone was going crazy for the early stuff, would that make you think, wow, this is great, or would that be massively depressing? I think both in in abundance like yeah. i'd be happy that i'd sold out three wembley stadiums yeah i mean that's always <laughs> yeah. going to sugar yeah. the pill yeah so i forgot about that that's always going to help us sleep do what he wants yeah but then no you're oh my god this right. 50 year old woman is singing along to my name it's going to be so difficult so to annoying. sleep on my bed of money when i get home um no i i you, you're absolutely right it's um it's bittersweet isn't it yeah because you'd think the fact that they like my old stuff more than my new stuff means yeah. that effectively I've got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what it's at face value. That's what it means. But I think that there's so many things about Eminem that he came at the right time. Yeah, you know, he wasn't one of these. Like the fact of the matter is, rap, hip hop is black music, right? Yeah. Many white MCs came before Eminem. But they were, a lot of them were trying to adopt black cultural issues. Yeah. Eminem was one of the first that did it credibly talking about white issues. I know. He was you know like, I mean? he was, he was hip hop, but he was unashamedly white, wasn't exactly. he? Exactly. You know what I mean? It wasn't exactly. like, like was, I think the worst example of that has got to be young black teenagers. Do you remember young black oh, teenagers? Oh, yeah, incredible. Young black teenagers were like, they, were, the they were sort of co-signed by Public Enemy, right. which let them get away with calling themselves young black teenagers, despite the fact they're all white. Amazing. They right? sort of look like new kids on the block. Yeah, they, they did they a bit, yeah. Sort of... And they did that song. Do you remember on Public Enemy, they, they had a track and Madonna sampled that the backing beat for that track on Justify My Love. The Justify My Love is right. originally on a Public Enemy album, that, the backing beat. Right. right? And then apparently they weren't credited or something like that, right? So there's some controversy. So then young black teenagers <laughs> did a track called To My Donna, mm. where they're having a go at Madonna on behalf of Public Enemy. Amazing. And then everyone, I don't mind that they call themselves Chuck black. They must have been over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. Dear Donna, you say you want a reason. You say you need my love. Others say you're teasing. Claim you're like a virgin. What other brothers virgin? Yet you stress fear. Well, listen up, my dear. But that was, I think that's a perfect example. Yeah. And then in interviews, they were going like, well, because blackness is a state of mind. I don't think it is, man. No, no, I don't, I don't right. think it is. I think you actually have to be black. Okay. <laughs> you're black. It's like re recently Dappy yeah. has um, been under attack. He's come under fire because he's used the word nigger in, at the beginning of one of his tunes, right? But he's... He, like he's had two black people before his voice comes in there's there's, there's two black guys going yeah you know they're, they're using the word nigger and, yeah. and and obviously that's an argument that goes on you know yeah. if, if no one can use it should black people yeah. I personally think that a black person should be able to use the word nigger as a term of endearment I think that black people should have the right to reclaim that word Yeah, and he's taken it upon himself to be like you know I'm, I, you know my, my baby mother's black you know I, I can do these <laughs> things now and I'm like well you know, a couple hundred years ago, I'm pretty sure there were slave owners who had a baby with a black woman. That would, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's completely yeah. it, that that for me that doesn't give you license at all. He's like, you know, he said the same sort of thing. You know, blackness is a state of mind, and and this, and I'm like, dude, there is no way that a Greek person has ever been 
a hit with a racial slur nigger. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You, you wouldn't, that, that's not what you're going to, you know what I mean? If, if, yeah. you, if you are a, a fascist prick yeah. and you're going to insult um, a Greek person on, on uh, like off the back of their ethnic origin, yeah. then you're not, the first word you're going to think of is not going to be nigger. I don't think. Yeah. No one in the history of racism has mm. ever gone, yo, that, 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 yeah, Greek, yeah. that Greek nigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think, that's racial harassment that wrong. gone wrong, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> you just got you just got to respond, dude. It's not even the right slur. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Think again, man. Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip hop album you bought? Um, uh, your first hip hop album ever. Was it Ready to Die? Yes, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure. Okay. Well, that's that. Well done, take care of that question. Yeah. That's covered. <laughs> well done, mate. Smashed it. <laughs> Very efficient guess, sure. <laughs> Do you have uh, any? If things about hip hop that you don't like, are there any issues gripes. you have with it? Gripes, that's, that's it. Hip hop gripes, yeah, yeah, that's what the item's called. Thank you. That's the sting. Oh man, hip hop gripes. I think the only one is um, the concept of femcs. Yeah. So tell me about this because it's not something I'm right. For me, an MC's an MC. Mm. You know, black, white, gay, straight, woman, man. You know, some of the biggest. Um, advances in hip hop um, are down to women. Like, I don't know if you, uh, Debbie Harry was the first person to rap on MTV. That's huge, right? Despite that, there is still the concept of femcs that just separates women from men, and you've got to put this stupid little prefix on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, who's doing that I don't know the, the Rui Madge I heard you do it you've been doing it <laughs> <laughs> just like you know the press I, I don't know to be honest I don't know what its origins are right. I don't know who coined the, the term femsy but I just don't think it's right there's no female rappers using it as in... um, I think there are probably some right. but I, I just I don't know I, they, I've just got a gripe if like I've got four sisters like I said if one of my sisters wanted to be an MC. She can. She's got the right MC. to be an MC. Yeah. She shouldn't have to be called a, a femcy. Yeah. What? What? What, do, what does her gender have to do with it? If she's like, you know, the, all right. Not only, like I said, did, was Debbie Harry the first person to rap on MTV? You've got MCs, female MCs that are better than a lot of men. Yeah. Male MCs. Lauren Hill, amazing MC. Yeah. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, amazing MC. MC Light. Um, uh, like even like bring it over to the UK, like Miss Dynamite, yeah. Lady Leisha, yeah. um, uh, Amplify Dot. They're, these um, they, these are all respectable lyricists. Yeah. You understand, but then they still have to have that. I think like you know you sort of if you think about and I'm talking sort of all my uh, talking mostly about America now, but like or US hip hop, but like you think about years ago like you know when we're talking about you know first albums and stuff like that you had like MC Light and like even more recently like Rod Digger and people like yeah. that I need a rock neck I need a dude with an attitude all he need his fingers with his food cocking not sagging Timbo's dragging fronting in his ride with his homeboys bragging those were like really hard MCs yeah. right whereas now if you look at and, and you know there are still like female MCs that just spit but like it feels like the industry like pushes what we get served as the biggest artists as sort of they almost get R and B'd or or there's something do you mm. know what I mean? It's not sort of 
I don't know. It feels like a different, a slightly different audience that they're going for. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It, almost like a subgenre. Yeah, they're, it does. Yeah, in a way that it didn't really used to feel like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you just if you did hip hop, you did hip hop. Absolutely. Guess, Look at like you know like No Diggity, which is probably. That's very, very close to being in the cheese category. Yeah. You know, that's, that's such a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Dr. Dre, Blackstreet, and Queen Penn. Yeah, that's so, so true. You said and that that's at very now. nearly cheese. Yeah, wedding. Yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's a wedding playlist song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And but Queen Penn on that tune kills it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely kills it. That's my peeps, and we rose deep, flying first class from New York City to Black Street. What you know about me? Now the hook up the thing, Cartier wooded frame, sported by my shorty. As for me, icy gleaming pinky diamond. Good name as well, Queen Pen. Queen Pen, yeah. I like it. Do you think it means like a pen that you write with? I, 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 I hope it means her first name is Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> Or her surname's Pen. You're grabbing the hood is good. She's like, this name ain't popping. I need, I need, I need to abbreviate that shit, yo. Pen, Penelope, Pen, Queen Pen, Queen Pen. Yeah. MC Penelope. Imagine coming at Queen Penelope. <laughs> Spitting some bars. <laughs> So you don't like FEMCs? It sounds I don't like, like a, the term. Sounds like a sort of illness or like a STD or something. Yeah, FEMC. Yeah. Got yeah. A FEMC. Or maybe a medicine. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. You about, what's happened to Queen Penelope? <laughs> she's got FEMC. She's got the FEMC. <laughs> she's, got... <laughs> she's got a really strong <laughs> dose of, of FEMCs. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Um, live performances. Uh, what do you think of live hip hop? Great. Great, love it. Been to, you know, seen some of my, I'm lucky enough to have seen some of my favourite MCs live um, from, you know, I've seen Jay-Z a handful of times, I've seen Kanye West, but I've also had the privilege of seeing like DJ Premier. Never seen Gangsta together. Mm. I remember seeing Guru on his own at a Carhartt store one time, but this was during the split. Yeah. Um, so DJ Premier wasn't there. But then I did see. I've actually supported DJ Premier. Uh, Are Prime. you serious? Wow. I have. Yeah, I had the privilege of supporting um, Prime at Isn't an Assembly uh, Hall uh, last year. So that's How was DJ that? Premier, Oyster Five Nine, massive. Like the, the forget the show itself. Just the fact that I can say I've done that. Yeah. I don't. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. Like not. I was not bothered that because obviously being an opening act, it's quite hard. You know, sometimes if you're first on, you're playing to people as they're coming in. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't care, mate. I just did not care. It's like, you know what I mean? And, and, and the thing is, what, what's an even bigger honour for me is the fact that I'm actually friends with DJ Premier. Like, I met him through... Um, he, was, he was over in the UK the year before last working with a lot of UK MCs um, and also singers. He's a huge fan of Rag and Bone Man, for instance. But um, Jordan and Harley from Rizzle Kicks, two of my best friends, and they were like, we know you're a huge DJ Premier fan. Why don't you come and hang out in the studio when we're working with him? Amazing. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So I went <laughs> through... This is a story, mate. It was, it was an Christ. absolute dream. Yeah. Man. So we hung out and... and uh, What was he like? So cool. Just like the coolest person. Like I nearly put my foot in my mouth at one point because um, he's very particular about... Because um, he's, you know, he's a legendary... Possibly the most legendary hip-hop producer of all what, time. What, how did you refer to him? So. I just called him Primo. Primo? Yeah, I just called him Primo. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? What is his real name? Um, I can't remember his I real name. I think it's... Penelope. <laughs> it's a Cuthbert. King Pen. Yeah, sorry. 
absolute gentleman. I remember, I remember going to, he was producing, he was, he was on his MPC, he had all his samples and that. Yeah. And I went to film him and he was like, no, no filming. I'd, I'd never let anyone film my production process. Wow. Yeah, never. There's, it doesn't exist apparently. There's no footage of him ever producing apart from if it's something specific you know what I mean yeah, he's yeah. done something like I'm going to produce a beat on the spot blah 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 but if he's making a record no filming do you know wow. what I mean yeah so um, but that but he was he was just really nice about it he was just like never you know people never I mean people aren't he is to film. a legend Absolutely. also he does these little cameos on hip hop albums where he goes I'm sick of this popcorn pop shit yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd always be nervous around him that I'd say something that he might think is like you commercial sellout <laughs> <laughs> no primo Jesus <laughs> shit no I'm running to the hardcore bruv um, but man what right. an experience what a primo. Yeah. so his um, you know we, we hung out together in New York as yeah. well um, and uh, it was then that you know that kind of really solidified our friendship you know he was over here and, and you know I did him a a couple of favors, um, got them some things that they needed. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then I went over to went over to New York, and then they they returned the favor. Him and his manager. Yeah. So his manager Ian Schwartzman, lovely guy, and um, we were we were just kind of having a text conversation, and he was like, "Yeah, we're back over in the UK soon," um, and I was like, "Oh, if you ever need a support act, just as a joke." Yeah. He was like, "Cool, yeah, amazing. Sick. You can support pre- um, Prime." Uh, when they come over, oh my God. just like that. Do you know what I mean? Just through text. Plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. So listen, tell us what are you up to the moment. Well, first of all, current stuff. Yeah, you you got stuff in stores at the moment, right? Yeah, well, yeah. There's there's things that have that have been put out. I haven't actually released anything for nearly two years now. Last last uh, EP I released was the Godfather EP. Uh, that's still out on iTunes. I only basically I wrote that. Um, based based on the fact that I just one of my best friends had just had a son and made me uh, the Godfather, so um, I, I wrote an, a, a song around that and then thought, oh, I might as well put it out with a few more songs. So I, I, I released like a four track EP called The Godfather. Um, there's a, there's a video where you jizz on everything. Yeah, that's that's uh, from that EP. <laughs> that's called Full <laughs> Clip. Um, <laughs> I'm not pulling out real guns to you, but I've got a good caliber of love for you. So if we enter something, I'll protect it too, because I wouldn't want to leave any exit wounds. Some do pop to gap and that reached your heart, but you were shot down like Nancy Sinatra. That means your armor put into the test, but that geezer fucked up your bulletproof vest. This video, man, yeah. I was sick because it starts off. You just think this looks quite sedate, and then mm. all of a sudden, it's weird. Yeah, it it's basically. Weird. What's it's, the concept um, behind that? So what it is is um, <laughs> the, the songs. The song's called Full Clip, and it's about guns of love, right? And there's lots of like double entendres in yeah. the lyrics about, about D. About no. <laughs> <laughs> so like the the director just thought we might as well make the video the antithesis of the song, right? Do you know what I mean? Like let's make the video just about sex, right? You know? Right. So it starts. Uh, the intro starts with me in my in my flat, and uh, I'm with this girl. And then she proceeds to to fillet me, <laughs> and uh, room matches suddenly. <laughs> and, then, uh, Google. <laughs> and then before, so I don't arrive. <laughs> yeah. Um, in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no euphemism for yeah. in her mouth. He doesn't. I'm just gonna have to say that. <laughs> in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> 
You undermine that whole yeah, yeah. fantasy discussion with one comment. You know that. But I do, yeah. I do, I do end up basically jizzing all around London right. yeah. on like the Lions uh, by Nelson's column. Right. Um, you were like, what did you use for the jizz? Uh, it was just a, a solution of like I think it was because that's not actually me um, doing it. Yeah. It's the director. He just got um, like a camera. Uh, a Boris bike and was just like just shooting perspective and just uh, he made this stuff. yeah but just squirting it out of like a Dove cream bottle right to, was, to he on his, the, was he on his own yeah he was on his own yeah he got a, he, there's, a, there's a scene where he gets the police man <laughs> outside Shoreditch uh, High Street uh, Overground Station <laughs> and he gets him on his that. ankle I know so what, <laughs> how'd you explain that what the fuck is he doing <laughs> you, I can't wait to see how this one can tell you. Oh, but cool, yeah he the only the only scenes that I was involved in the video, just the scenes that I'm in. Right. You know, so everything else where where he's uh, where it appears that I'm jizzing around that, London. That's a lot of trust you're putting in him because he's going to go, oh yeah, listen, Michael, I'm just going to go off and like jizz on random shit in London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I just put it in the video. Is that Huge cool? amount of trust, yeah. Yeah. But, the, you know, it was, it, again, it was one of those cool little projects that we just did, did independently, you know, because this was right. post, you know, the major label, you know, the label probably would never have cleared that, you know. Yeah. But so I was glad that I wasn't with a label when I put it, when I put that out. On your, uh, like on Blame Is Sparkle, actually, you talk about, you almost sort of refer to how temporary you think this all is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you sort of like, if you talk about copycat, people coming out and copying yeah. you. I mean, you talk about when this is all over, I'll still, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Is that something you're conscious, like, is that something 100%. you're conscious of? 100%. Yeah. I, I always, I wake up every day thinking it's such a finite thing being a, a rapper, being a relevant rapper, especially, you know, the trends move along so quickly and that. But one thing that I, I, I'll always have is the respect that I get from other MCs. Yeah. People, that, people that I respect, respect me. And um, so I don't care about like trends and, you know, rapping about things being lit and dabbing and, yeah. and, and drinking cough mixture and all that. Do you know what I mean? Just give me a pint. I'm, I'm good with just a pint, you know? <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I, as long as as long as my my reputation is intact, as long as people revere me as as a as, as a lyricist, as a good lyricist, then I don't care. And I, and I think that one day it, it's, it's shifting back to to actual lyricism yeah. as well, you know. Um, so yeah, it's something that I'm very conscious of. But it's why I, I I try and get involved in so many other different projects. I don't I don't see myself as just an MC at all. You know, I see myself, if anything, as a songwriter. Yeah. You know, I, I manage a girl at the moment, for instance, and I co-write everything with her as well. So cool. I I think I'd be doing myself an injustice if I just if I said I'm I'm just an MC or I'm just a rapper. Yeah. You, know? you don't see yourself as just an MC, do you? No. I'm glad yeah. you shouldn't, man. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. So I'm still yourself. trying to find my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you've got an EP coming out soon, right? I have, yeah. It's um it's called Let MC It. Um more wordplay there. Yeah, that's uh, good. And mm. uh, it's got it's got some really cool guests on it. I've got gigs on there. Um the MC, not the footballer. <laughs> and uh, and I've got uh, Trim, Screw Fizzar, Dot Brown and uh, Tony D and Jordan Stevens from Rizzle Kicks. They're all the guests on this. So yeah. It's a seven-track EP, and it's it's really, really cool. I, that's going to be it. coming out soon, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that should be out by the end of... Um, by the end of... By, by February should be out, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool, we'll check that out. Um, yeah. Michael, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. See you, Rumadge. Goodbye. <laughs> Rumadge. <laughs> Ne
bij Coolblue. 100 euro korting op de HP Spectre 2.1 laptop met Windows 10. Start je laptop nog sneller op dankzij de 1 terabyte SSD schijf. Vandaag besteld op coolblue.nl, morgen gratis thuisbezorgd. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.